Section 19 of Selections from the Works of Sir Thomas Brown. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. Hagiotaphia, Urn Burial, Chapter 4. Christians have handsomely glossed the deformity of death by careful consideration of the body and civil rights which take off brutal terminations and though they conceived all reparable by a resurrection cast not off all care of interment and since the ashes of sacrifices burnt upon the altar of god were carefully carried out by the priests and deposed in a clean field since they acknowledged their bodies to be the lodging place of christ and temples of the holy ghost they devolved not all upon the sufficiency of soul existence and therefore with long services and full solemnities concluded their last exequies wherein to all distinctions the greek devotion seems most pathetically ceremonious footnote rituale graecum opera j goa in officio exequiarum Christian invention hath chiefly driven it rites which speak of hopes of another life and hints of a resurrection and if the ancient gentiles held not the immortality of their better part and some subsistence after death in several rites customs actions and expressions they contradicted their own opinions wherein democritus went high even to the thought of a resurrection as scoffingly recorded by pliny footnote similis re viviscendi promissa democrito vanitas qui non revixit ipse quae malum ista demencia est iterari vitam morte pliny book seven around fifty five what can be more expressed than the expression of Phocylides? Footnote. Kaitaka ek net kaka ai pesomen, as faiseltain lapsepkin pomenum. Or who would expect from Lucretius a sentence of Ecclesiastes? Footnote. Cedit de nim retro de terra quod fuit ante in terram, etc. Lucretius. Before Plato could speak, the soul had wings in homer which fell not but flew out of the body into the mansions of the dead who also observed that handsome distinction of demas and soma for the body conjoined to the soul and body separated from it lucian spoke much truth in jest when he said that part of hercules which proceeded from alcamini perished that from jupiter remained immortal thus socrates was content that his friends should bury his body so they would not think they buried socrates and regarding only his immortal part was indifferent to be burnt or buried footnote plato in phaedo from such considerations diogenes might contemn sepulture and being satisfied that the soul could not perish grow careless of corporal interment the stoics 
who thought the souls of wise men had their habitation about the moon, might make slight account of subterraneous deposition, whereas the Pythagoreans and transcorporating philosophers, who were to be often buried, held great care of their interment, and the Platonics rejected not a due care of the grave, though they put their ashes to unreasonable expectations in their tedious term of return and long-set revolution. Men have lost their reason in nothing so much as their religion, wherein stones and clouts make martyrs. And since the religion of one seems madness unto another, to afford an account or rationale of old rites requires no rigid reader. That they kindled the pyre aversely, or turning their face from it, was an handsome symbol of unwilling ministration. That they washed their bones with wine and milk, that the mother wrapped them in linen and dried them in her bosom, the first fostering part and place of their nourishment. That they opened their eyes towards heaven before they kindled the fire as the place of their hopes or original, were no improper ceremonies. Their last valediction, thrice uttered by the attendants, was also very solemn. Footnote. Valle, 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 nos te odne conatoro permitet sequemo. And somewhat answered by Christians, who thought it too little if they threw not the earth thrice upon the interred body. That in strewing their tombs, the Romans affected the rose, the Greeks amaranthus and myrtle, that the funeral pyre consisted of sweet fuel, cypress, fir, larix, yew, and trees perpetually verdant, lay silent expressions of their surviving hopes, wherein Christians which decked their coffins with bays have found a more elegant emblem. For that tree seeming dead will restore itself from the root, and its dry and exocuous leaves resume their verdure again, which, if we mistake not, we have also observed in firs. Whether the planting of yew in churchyards hold not its original from ancient funeral rites, or as an emblem of resurrection from its perpetual verdure, may also admit conjecture. They made use of music to excite or quiet the affections of their friends according to different harmonies, but the secret and symbolical hint was the harmonical nature of the soul which delivered from the body went again to enjoy the primitive harmony of heaven from whence it first descended, which, according to its progress traced by antiquity, came down by Cancer and descended by Capricornus. They burnt not children before their teeth appeared, as apprehending their bodies too tender a morsel for fire, and that their grisly bones would scarce leave separable relics after the pyral combustion. That they kindled not fire in their houses for some days after was a strict memorial of the late afflicting fire, and mourning without hope 
they had a happy fraud against excessive lamentation by a common opinion that deep sorrows disturbed their ghosts footnote to menes me laide meos that they buried their dead on their backs or in a supine position seems agreeable unto profound sleep and common posture of dying contrary to the most natural way of birth nor unlike our pendulous posture in the doubtful state of the womb diogenes was singular who preferred a prone situation in the grave and some christians like neither footnote russians etc who decline the figure of rest and make choice of an erect posture that they carried them out of the world with their feet forward not inconsonant under reason as contrary to the native posture of man and his production first into it and also agreeable unto their opinions while they bid adieu unto the world and not to look again upon it whereas mahometans who think to return to a delightful life again are carried forth with their heads forward and looking towards their houses they closed their eyes as parts which first die or first discover the sad effects of death but their iterated clamations to excitate their dying or dead friends or evoke them unto life again was a vanity of affection as not presumably ignorant of the critical tests of death by apposition of feathers glasses and reflection of figures which dead eyes represent not which however not strictly verifiable in fresh and warm cadavers could hardly elude the testing corpse of four or five days that they sucked in the last breath of their expiring friends was surely a practice of no medical institution but a loose opinion that the soul passed out that way and a fondness of affection from some pythagorical foundation footnote francesco perucci pompey funebri that the spirit of one body passed into another which they wished might be their own that they poured oil upon the pyre was a tolerable practice while the intention rested in facilitating the ascension but to place good omens in the quick and speedy burning to sacrifice under the winds for a dispatch in this office was a low form of superstition the archimime or jester attending the funeral train and imitating the speeches gesture and manners of the deceased was too light for such solemnities contradicting their funeral orations and doleful rites of the grave that they buried a piece of money with them as a fee of the elysian ferryman was a practice full of folly but the ancient custom of placing coins in considerable urns and the present practice of burying medals in the noble foundations of europe are laudable ways of historical discoveries in actions persons chronologies and posterity will applaud them we examine not the old laws of sepulture exempting certain persons from burial or burning 
but hereby we apprehend that these were not the bones of persons planet struck or burnt with fire from heaven no relics of traitors to their country self-killers or sacrilegious malefactors persons in old apprehension unworthy of the earth condemned under the tartarus of hell and bottomless pit of pluto from whence there was no redemption nor were only many customs questionable in order to their obsequies but also sundry practices fictions and conceptions discordant or obscure of their state and future beings whether unto eight or ten bodies of men to add one of a woman as being more inflammable and unctuously constituted for the better pyral combustion were any rational practice or whether the complaint of periander's wife to be tolerable that wanting her funeral burning she suffered intolerable cold in hell according to the constitution of the infernal house of pluto wherein cold makes a great part of their tortures it cannot pass without some question why the female ghosts appear unto ulysses before the heroes and masculine spirits why the saki or soul of tiresias is of the masculine gender who being blind on earth sees more than all the rest in hell why the funeral suppers consisted of eggs beans smallage and lettuce since the dead are made to eat asphodels about the elysian meadows why since there is no sacrifice acceptable nor any propitiation for the covenant of the grave men set up the deity of mortar and fruitlessly adore divinities without ears it cannot escape some doubt the dead seem all alive in the human Hades of Homer, yet cannot well speak, prophesy, or know the living, except they drink blood wherein is the life of man. And therefore the souls of Penelope's paramours conducted by Mercury chirped like bats, and those which followed Hercules made a noise but like a flock of birds. The departed spirits know things past and to come yet are ignorant of things present agamemnon foretells what should happen unto ulysses yet ignorantly inquires what is to become of his own son the ghosts are afraid of swords in homer yet sibylla tells aeneas in virgil the thin habit of spirits was beyond the force of weapons the spirits put off their malice with their bodies, and Caesar and Pompey accord in Latin hell, yet Ajax in Homer endures not a conference with Ulysses, and Deiphobes appears all mangled in Virgil's ghosts, yet we meet with perfect shadows among the wounded ghosts of Homer. Since Chiron in Lucian applauds his condition among the dead, whether it be handsomely said of Achilles, that living contemner of death, that he had rather be a ploughman's servant than emperor of the dead, how Hercules his soul is in hell and yet in heaven, and Julius his soul in a star yet seen by Aeneas in hell, except 
the ghosts were but images and shadows of the soul received in higher mansions according to the ancient division of body soul and image or simulacrum of them both the particulars of future beings must needs be dark unto ancient theories which christian philosophy yet determines but in a cloud of opinions a dialogue between two infants in the womb concerning the state of this world might handsomely illustrate our ignorance of the next whereof methinks we yet discourse in plato's den and are but embryon philosophers pythagoras escapes in the fabulous hell of dante footnote del inferno canto four among that swarm of philosophers wherein whilst we meet with plato and socrates cato is to be found in no lower place than purgatory among all the set epicurus is most considerable whom men make honest without an elysium who contemned life without encouragement of immortality and making nothing after death yet made nothing of the king of terrors were the happiness of the next world as closely apprehended as the felicities of this it were a martyrdom to live and unto such as consider none hereafter it must be more than death to die which makes us amazed at those audacities that durst be nothing and return into their chaos again certainly such spirits as could contemn death when they expected no better being after would have scorned to live had they known any and therefore we applaud not the judgments of machiavel that christianity makes men cowards or that with the confidence of but half dying the despised virtues of patience and humility have abased the spirits of men which pagan principles exalted but rather regulated the wildness of audacities in the attempts grounds and eternal sequels of death wherein men of the boldest spirits are often prodigiously temerarious nor can we extenuate the valour of ancient martyrs who contemned death in the uncomfortable scene of their lives and in their decrepit martyrdoms did probably lose not many months of their days or parted with life when it was scarce worth the living for beside that long time past holds no consideration unto a slender time to come they had no small disadvantage from the constitution of old age which naturally makes men fearful and complexionally superannuated from the bold and courageous thoughts of youth and fervent years but the contempt of death from corporal animosity promoteth not our felicity they may sit in the orchestra and noblest seats of heaven who have held up shaking hands in the fire and humanly contended for glory meanwhile epicurus lies deep in dante's hell wherein we meet with tombs enclosing souls which denied their immortalities but whether the virtuous heathen who lived better than he spake or erring in the principles of himself yet lived above philosophers of more specious maxims lie so deep as he is placed at least 
so low as not to rise against Christians who, believing or knowing that truth, have lastingly denied it in their practice and conversation, were a query too sad to insist on. But all or most apprehensions rested in opinions of some future being which ignorantly or coldly believed begat those perverted conceptions, ceremonies, sayings, which Christians pity or laugh at. Happy are they which live not in that disadvantage of time when men could say little for futurity but from reason, whereby the noblest minds fell often upon doubtful deaths and melancholy dissolutions. With those hopes Socrates warmed his doubtful spirits against that cold potion, and Cato, before he durst give the fatal stroke, spent part of the night in reading the immortality of Plato, thereby confirming his wavering hand unto the animosity of that attempt. It is the heaviest stone that melancholy can throw at a man, to tell him he is at the end of his nature, or that there is no father's state to come unto which this seems progressional and otherwise made in vain. Without this accomplishment, the natural expectation and desire of such a state were but a fallacy in nature. Unsatisfied considerators would quarrel at the justice of their constitutions, and rest content that Adam had fallen lower, whereby, by knowing no other original and deeper ignorance of themselves, they might have enjoyed the happiness of inferior creatures, who in tranquillity possess their constitutions, as having not the apprehension to deplore their own natures, and being framed below the circumference of these hopes, or cognition of better being, the wisdom of God hath necessitated their contentment. But the superior ingredient and obscured part of ourselves, where to all present felicities afford no resting contentment, will be able at last to tell us we are more than our present selves, and evacuate such hopes in the fruition of their own accomplishments. End of section 19